This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. What is going on, guys? This is Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4. Tonight we're doing episode 97. We are creeping up there, guys. We're getting close to episode 100. Um, yeah, we're, we're continuing this little, uh, you know, free agent um, period right now where we're just covering all the upcoming free agents and doing a little scouting reporting. And... Um, does that sound right? Scouting reporting. I don't know. Doing a little sc- a little scouting on them. <clears throat> so we're up to what? Two, four, six. Tonight will be seven and eight. Um, the seventh and eighth players we will be covering. That will be tonight. I think last night it was who? Gallinari and um, somebody else. I don't fucking remember. I have a tel- terrible, terrible short-term memory. Um, it was Gallinari and uh Bogdanovich sorry Bogdan Bogdanovich that was uh this morning's rather this morning's episode um the one that was released this morning when I say this morning I'm talking about April 2nd but when you're listening to this episode 97 part 4 it will be April 3rd um the morning of April 3rd but on April 2nd we did Galinari and Bogdanovich um a stretch four and a combo guard, you know, talked about them as options for the New York Knicks. But tonight we're going to be doing two more and, you know, we're kind of uh, running out of talent here because it's it's not a very deep free agent class to begin with. You know, it's kind of shallow, much like the upcoming draft class. Um, there's not much talent out there for the Knicks this offseason, you know, no matter what, no matter what route they want to uh, go. But you know, tonight we still have some talented players. We're just running out. It's not going to, you know, I wonder how long we'll be able to do this. And of course, um, the ones that are talented, the Anthony Davises of the world and the, and the Brandon Ingrams, they're not going to be New York Knicks by any shot. Um, AD is, you know, is expected to to um, to sign back in LA prior to the season, uh, following the season, which is most likely over. Um, but as soon as free agency opens up, um, I'm sure he's going to sign back. With the Lakers, which fucking, you know, it is what it is. And I'm sure Brandon Ingram, who is also a free agent, um, is not going to sign with the Knicks, if anything. Um, I also think the, the Pelicans are going to do whatever they can to re-sign him. And why not? They got a nice thing going over there, <laughs> unlike the Knicks. But for the Knicks, we've got to resort to looking at guys like Dariel Saric and guys like, who else do I have tonight? And uh, Josh Jackson. So those are the two we'll be covering tonight. Um... Dario Saric and Josh Jackson. But, guys, before we dive into tonight's episode, episode 97 of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis, I want to ask you to subscribe to BD4. Yes, sub to the podcast on iTunes, um, or you can sub to it on Google, on Spotify, SoundCloud, Radio Public, Anchor, 
Overcast, Breaker, Castro. Uh, the video cast is up on YouTube. And there are plenty more platforms where you could subscribe to the podcast BD4 on. Uh, just go to my website. It's easier to go to my website, uh, which is located at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Once again, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. There should be a tab called Outlets. Click on that tab, and it'll display all the platforms to my podcast. Um, <clears throat> so you can subscribe to it on there. You can follow me on social media from there, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that fun stuff. <laughs> so tonight, tonight we're going to dive into Sarge and Josh Jackson, two guys who are also going to be free agents this offseason. Um, Dario Sarge, I guess we'll start with him. He's a restricted free agent. So pretty much that means, you know, if he declines the qualifying offer that the, the Phoenix Suns are expected to offer him, then he's going to become an unrestricted free agent um, this offseason. So I think the Knicks should look at him, man. He's a, he's a 6'10 power forward, 225 pounds, 26 years old next week in a couple of days. Um, and, he, you know, he's been solid since he's entered the league. Uh, he was once considered part of the process, right, that the entire, uh, you know, the entire mantra that the Sixers had because he was part of their process and, you know, they're part of their rebuild, but I guess it didn't really work out. It didn't blend with the other guys. I'm not sure why they got rid of him, but I thought he would look good there, but they got rid of him and he's kind of bounced around a little bit. Uh, four seasons in three teams so far. Uh, the Suns are his most recent team this past season where he averaged 10 points, six rebounds and two assists on 46% shooting from the floor a decent 34% from three-point distance, and 83% from the free-throw line. Um, <clears throat> did this for the Suns this past season, and he did it in 58 games across 25 minutes a night. So pretty productive numbers given the uh, amount of minutes he played, and you know solid efficiency across the board with the 46-34-83 line. Um, and again, this is somebody I think the Knicks should take a look at. Um, a power forward who can shoot the ball, but also a power forward with good playmaking skills. Shooting and passing are his two fortes here. Um, so again, a shooting and passing big, I think that's awesome to bring on to the Knicks. Um, I think it creates a, a unique dynamic. It creates a very unique dynamic for the Nick Bigs. You know, he can space the floor and open up the floor, you know, doing things like this with his ability to shoot and pass the ball at his size. You know, at that size, 6'10", 230 pounds nearly, to be able to shoot and, and pass a little bit, that's a good skill to have. You know, he's, you know, I've called him before, I called him a a, uh, a, what's it called? A poor man's Nikolai Jokic. So he's a poor man's Jokic, maybe a poor man's Kevin Love, um, you know, where he can shoot a little bit, throw an outlet pass, um, an okay rebounder. But most of his, you know, his skills, he's a skills player with a little bit of athleticism, uh, but, you know, known for his shooting. His catch and shoot is probably where he generates most of his offense. Uh, he was ranked in the 82nd percentile this season when it comes to uh, points per game off the catch and shoot. So that's good. <clears throat> um, and he's also a solid mid range shooter. Um, <clears throat> he, he can hit the mid range, but he doesn't take, doesn't take a lot of mids, but he can hit the mid range. He's a good shooter all around the floor, a good post up player. He actually ranked uh, in the 85th percentile when it comes to points per game, um, out of the post up position. And like I said, he can he could take it inside if he needs to as well. 60% field goal percentage in the restricted area, which is considered okay. Um, but he's pretty mobile. He can get to the rim with with 
you know, with ease for a guy of his size. Um, you know, in, in, with that skill, with that shooting ability and that passing ability and that size, he's able to, in that athleticism, he's able to, to play down and, and cover down on small forwards as well. If he needs to play that position, he could go down to the three and, and do a pretty fair job there as well. Um, so somebody like Sarge, I think, again, he could be a decent addition to this Knicks team. Not the lights-out shooting like you'll get from Bart, Bertans or somebody like Gallo that we covered last night and the night before, but he's somebody who can hit the shot. Again, 34% is about league average, and when you're considering his size, 6'10", you'll take that. That's a decent shooting big man, and you know anything the Knicks can get. You know We've talked about this. Anything they can get, any kind of shooting, any kind of passing even from that front court, it's huge because the Knicks don't have many shooting big men or playmaking big men either, so bring a new dynamic to this club in that front court, but it would probably require, you know, we've also covered this. It would probably require moving somebody like Randall, moving his contract, just getting him out of here to clear space and, and to clear up, clear up minutes for somebody like Sarge. So that would be a challenge, but you know, they could also do, you know, you, it's not like they have to move Randall. It would just be, you know, if you're going to go after another power forward, you would most definitely have to drop a couple other big men because the Knicks, you know, last offseason they signed what, fucking 700, something like that, 700 power forwards. But, you know, it works out. It, it kind of does work out, even if you keep Randall around. You know, actually, Bobby Portis, um, there was a something that broke today um, saying he's expected to to opt out of his deal and not take the the second year on his on his one-on-one contract. He's expected to test free agency instead of um, exercising that $15 million um, deal for next season. So he's expected to test the free agent market. Um, and Taj Gibson is only making $1 million, I believe, next season. So you can easily just waive him and you can let Portis sign elsewhere. And there's two power forwards, two big men um, off that roster clearing spots for Dario Sarge. So it works out in terms of just roster uh, roster constructing making room for him there. Um, I also have that he's probably a cheaper option being that he's not as talented or being that he's not as established yet. or not as good as somebody like Joe Harris or somebody like um, Gallinari or Berton. So he's going to be a little cheaper in that. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out what this is. Um, I can't read my own handwriting sometimes and it's kind of embarrassing. I, I should probably start typing my notes. Um, but yeah, so he, he's cheaper. Um, Cheaper than Joe Harris will be cheaper than you know than the other guys we've covered. So I expect the the you know, the deal. I don't I don't think it'll be too big. You know he's only making what three to four million right now. I don't think it'll be that different. This free agency I think will get around the same, uh, more or less. Um, you know the same annual value. So just look for Dario Sarge as an option out there. I got a decent shooting and passing big man who can create a different dynamic that the Knicks don't have in that front court. So. That's that's for Sarge. That's what we've got for him. The Phoenix Suns, um, you know, if they don't offer him a qualifying offer, he becomes an unrestricted free agent, and Phoenix cannot match uh, whoever offers him a deal. So that's that's the positive there. We'll see how it all plays out. <laughs> Eventually, it's going to have to be something that uh, you know the Knicks take a look at because we I, I can't possibly imagine they're just going to go into next season with with um, you know keeping the same non shooters on this roster. Um, I don't want Wayne Ellington around. Um, although I will say I wouldn't mind bringing Reggie Bullock back. I think despite the inconsistency as a Nick, I think he is a good enough shooter. He does have an established 
uh, jumper enough to where I would trust him to, to kind of find a more more of a rhythm next season when he's given a full year because he joined the Knicks late this past season um, because of the back injury. He, he wasn't he was hurt all year for the most part until he came back late. So I would sign someone like Bullock back. But the thing is, we're we're risking losing somebody like Damian Dotson, um, Alonzo Trier even. So we're going to need as much shooting as we can. You know, I don't want it to become a case of uh, get one but lose one. I want to get as much shooting on this team as possible, whether that be in the backcourt or in the frontcourt from a wing or, or a whatever. So Sarge is definitely an option, a cheaper option. But that's for him. Um, next, we're going to cover who I have. Who do I have? Oh, uh, Josh Jackson, who plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. But before that, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, Rob Carbone here. Really quick, I just want to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcast hosting site. And I say that again, it's a free podcast hosting site that will distribute your podcast for you to other platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Overcast, and all those websites. But here's the best part. Not only is it free, not only do they share it for you, but they will pay you for recording a podcast. They will pay you. And you can do it from your computer, from your phone. All you have to do is go to the Anchor app and download that or go to their website, which is anchor.fm to begin. It's everything you need. It is so convenient for podcasters like myself. So please guys, go download the Anchor app or go to their website, anchor.fm to begin. See you there. Now, Josh Jackson is um, more of a wing. He's more of a wing um, as opposed to a big man. He's he's 6'8", 207, but he plays small forward as well as shooting guard. Um, he plays, I think he's three years into his NBA career, uh, drafted by the Memphis Grizzlies and has continued to play with them since. Um, what, made $7 million in 2020, so not too, not too expensive. Um, 23 years old. Averaged 10 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists on 44, 32, and 66 in 18 games with the big league squad. Um, so a small sample size, but 20 minutes a night he did that. So pretty productive considering the minutes rate. Um, and listen, he's a he's not a um, a lights out shooter. Okay, he needs work, but uh, you know he hasn't necessarily lived up to expectations yet. But I still believe there's some untapped potential here for Josh Jackson. Um, again, he's a former lottery pick, so he hasn't lived up to those expectations yet. But, you know, former lotto picks, I, I'm going to give, before I, I yell bust or anything, I like to give lottery picks, you know, especially ones that are young, a couple years before I start to, to question them, um, you know, extremely question them. 
Um, so, you know, he's entering his fourth season. I feel like this season will be his make, make or break, but I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea just to, you know, give him a tryout this, this next season and the Knicks can sign him to a one-year deal or they can sign him to a one-on-one contract, which wouldn't hurt because, again, I think there's some untapped potential here. Uh, former lottery pick, 23 years old, still young, has great G League numbers. Now, I don't, I know people don't like to hear that, but my take with this whole G League thing is if you can produce in the G League, which he has... 28 and four. He's put up 20 points, eight rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks, and he did so on 45, 38, 63 uh, across 26 games this season in 31 minutes. So if he can put up G League production like that, I feel like there's a spot for him in the league. It's just a matter of time. You know, if he was struggling in the NBA and struggling in the G League, then you know that's more of a, of a concern. But at least he's tearing it up down in wherever the Memphis system is. So that means there's something there. Um, and even in the NBA, uh, again, 10-3-2 this past season. Um, and his per-36 stats weren't bad at all. You know, per-36 and over the course of his three-year career even, he's averaging, what, 17 points, um, five or six rebounds, and, and gets to the line about four and a half times. So the numbers are there when you stretch it out to a full to a full game. Um, so I just think, you know, he's, he's, he's athletic. He's got good size to where he can play the three or the two. Um, you know, I, I, he's going to be fairly cheap. And, you know, the first couple seasons of his career, the plus minus was a problem. NBA scouts and, and executives didn't like how he was a negative plus minus guy. But this past season, he improved there. His his team play improved and he was his plus minus. I think he led all eight Memphis Grizzlies who played at least 20 minutes a night rounded. Um, he led. He led all eight Grizzlies with at least 20 minutes a night. Um, in plus minus. So, you know, he, he's starting to become a better team guy and, and do more for the team, be more effective as a team player as opposed to an individual. Um, he's athletic and, and he's a good defender because of that. He can use his size and athleticism, um, good defending on the perimeter or on the inside even. He's not bad. You know, I've seen some tape of him. So I would take the chance on him. Um, offensively, he's pretty good as well. He moves off the ball pretty well, so he can be effective not just you know, with the ball in his hands. He moves off the ball well. He runs very good in transition. Not the most not the most efficient yet in transition, but he does run it a lot, and he has some nice moments on the fast break to where you know, there's reason to believe he'll get better, especially since, again, he's athletic and he's explosive. Um, he's a solid facilitator. He's a good scorer. Again, 10 points. Uh, per game through 20 minutes in the NBA this season. That's not bad for an 18-game sample size. Even in the G League, he was scoring. So I think there's scoring ability there to eventually become a 15 points per game scorer one day if he develops that jump shot, right? Because right now, he's a good inside scorer, a very good inside scorer, drives effectively to the rim, converts on almost 70% of his shots in the restricted area, which is a very sturdy number. Um, he was 34 out of 59 this past season, 34 for 59 down in the restricted area. So a good solid driver, a slasher, um, who can finish at the rim, finish through contact. And again, the issue here is his shooting. He's not a great shooter yet. 26% his rookie season, 32%, um, in each of the next two seasons. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have Corona. Just kidding. No, I don't. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, a good catch and shoot guy. That's if he's gonna shoot the ball well, it's mostly gonna be off the catch. He was ranked 75th percentile in points per game off the catch this season, so that's where his shooting comes from. When he does shoot the ball, he's good off the catch more than anything. Off the dribble, he is pretty putrid, pretty 
pretty uh, paltry numbers there. I think just 21% as a pull-up shooter this season. Um, in the mid-range area, he was only 33%. So he's got to work on his shooting ability all around. But you like that he's at least aggressive. He's at least taking more shot attempts each season. And he's not being afraid to shoot. Um, again, you know, sometimes that got the best of him in, previ in previous seasons. It got the best of him, but... This past season, Josh Jackson learned how to harness himself a little bit and become a better team player. And I would take the chance on him because I think he's going to be pretty cheap. Again, he's not any anybody I consider being a superstar. I know he was a lottery pick, maybe fourth overall, I want to say, a couple of years ago. So he might not be the superstar, you know, but he's going to be, I think he has the ability to be a solid contributor for this next team. But that's not, that's, that's, Right now, I just we're just talking about giving him a one-year trial. I think that's possible. You know, I think the right price is is that one-year deal or that one-and-one -one contract with a non-guarantee for the second season. Um, because and, you know, again, he's an athletic uh, scoring wing off the bench, gives you some scoring pop with the second unit. Um, you know, with the Knicks potentially losing somebody like Dotson, maybe even Trier, get another backcourt player in there, get a wing to play alongside RJ and. You know, with, with somebody like him on the squad, I think it'd be important to have a nice two-way player um, in terms of, you know, giving them a little bit scoring, a little bit of scoring um, on the interior and playing some good perimeter defense. So that could probably help the Knicks. But overall, of the two players we covered tonight, I would probably chase more for, I, I'm just, I want the Knicks to get shooting. And I think Dario Saric is, is a good deal. Um, he's somebody who I think is very realistic for the Knicks. You know, because he's not a Bertans where he's going to cost a ton or Joe Harris or a, you know, uh, Gallinari. Those guys, I think, are going to be out of the Knicks price range. Now, the Knicks are heading into free agency with the second, probably the second most money to spend. But, you know, in a league like today, you still, I, I just have a feeling that an established veteran like Gallinari is going to want to play for a title contender. I have a feeling Bertans is not going to want to play for the Knicks. And I have a feeling somebody else is going to offer him enough to where he'll just accept that and play for a winning team. And maybe Joe Harris, but I feel like he's going to go back to Brooklyn when it's all said and done. But I think, you know, if the Knicks do strike out on those three guys I just mentioned, Dario Saric should be somebody they zone in on. Um, it would be a pathetic, you know, ending to free agency if they couldn't even get him. I think he's an excellent, um, not last resort, but he's an excellent second option or, you know, after the class of Harris, Gallo, and Bertans, he's an excellent backup plan. I think there's no excuse to sign somebody like him because, again, he's cheap, okay, and he's... He's bounced around the league. I don't think, you know, too many teams are going to be serious in getting him and offer him, you know, an overpay. So I think the Knicks can definitely pay whatever bargain they need to pay and, and they can get this guy for a good price. So Dario Saric is the one I'm really taking a look at tonight. But Josh Jackson, listen, it's it's not bad if you can offer him a freebie, you know, a nice one-year trial and, and see what you got in this kid. Again, 23 years old, possibly some um, some, <laughs> some untapped potential there. So we'll see what happens there, and um, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get too excited about this free agency because there's not much talent out there. But I do, I want the Knicks to still be aggressive, even though they struck out last last summer. I do, I, I'm gonna need the Knicks to be aggressive here and get some fucking shooting on this Knicks roster, or get some some more talent, 
young talent. Just do something to where this team is going to improve and become more of a competitive product next season and not just a paltry, you know, sub 300 winning percentage team like they've been for the past several seasons, you know. This past year, I was hoping for 35 wins, you know, but this, they ended with what, 20 something? And they, they, were, they weren't reaching 35, even if, even if the season had not gone into a, a hiatus. Um, best case scenario, they were finishing up with 27 tops. So I want them to rebuild properly, but I want them to remain competitive and find that balance of, of being competitive while also, you know, growing your foundation and developing your youth. So I think somebody like Sarge could help bring that competitive product to the court. And again, Sarge is not bad, you know, in terms of youth. He's only 26 years old, um, soon 26 years old, and and that's listen. You can sign him to a, to a a deal longer than one or two seasons, and I wouldn't hate that. But just be smart, but be aggressive. I guess is what I'm trying to say for the Knicks here, and I think they'll be all right. Guys, thank you so much. I think that's going to be it for for tonight's episode. We're 25 plus minutes into this one. Rob Carbone, your host of BD4, um, doing episode 97 tonight, part four of the Knicks free agent scouting, where we covered uh, seven, the seventh and eighth players of this free agent class. So, hey, we'll see what happens, guys. Thank you so much for following along. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, then make sure to sub to BE4 on iTunes, Google, SoundCloud, and many more, which you can find on my website at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Once again, at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. That is where you can find me. That is where you can find my social media sites as well, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and follow me there to get the latest news and, and updates on what we'll be doing with the blog and with the podcast. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching if you're here on YouTube. Um, uh, I appreciate all the support, all the criticism, anything I get. It's always fun to to react, uh, to, to not react, to... um communicate i guess with anybody out there so guys thank you so much for tuning in i always i always appreciate the support and that's gonna be it rob carbone signing out they might be there might be a part five to this but you know as i mentioned as i mentioned in in the beginning of this whole thing we're we're kind of running out of talent here um i don't think i'm really going to take time into covering somebody like ingram or davis because those are not possibilities maybe we'll talk about jordan clarkson soon because he i think he's a free agent coming up um and maybe a couple others but i don't know if there is a part five you know we'll all probably have it out this weekend um sunday the latest maybe maybe but you know just just we'll see what happens just again stay tuned and stay updated with me by following me on facebook or twitter um or instagram as well and you can find that again all on my website at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com guys thank you so much for following along this has been rob carbone your host of bd4 and i'm signing out ciao hey we hope you enjoyed the show and if you did be sure to leave a like comment subscribe share and all that fun stuff if you want to follow BD4 on all the different platforms we have, all you have to do is go to my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Once again, that's nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Thank you guys. I'll see you next time. Ciao.